Hello and welcome to episode 31 of season 2 of the Two Hands on the Hurl podcast. I'm your host this week, TJ Mills, and I'm joined by the dynamic duo, Liam O'Neill and Robbie Mansfield. How's things, lads? Good, TJ. I'm all good, TJ. Good to be back, boy. Oh, it's great now. I, I was... I was going to say we had to do a messy transfer fee, but no, it's great having back Liam. Um, <laughs> There's contract stipulations for us. <laughs> um, but anything strange or wonderful during the week for you? No, I'm not wonderful. Bit of a, as I said, just for a garden, bit of a concussion. That's all, yeah. So. I know, oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, I was just saying, I got that. My dog head butted me, so yeah, I know what. <laughs> just so you were listening as well, yeah. What kind of dog was it? A little terrier, but she has a head. This, I'm, I'm not joking you, the head's the biggest part of her. And she has a habit of bending down. You go over rubbing her, and then she lifts up her head and gets you under the chin, like, and yeah. Way to fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> me, would you? <laughs> and then she came over licking me face like I was saying, "Yeah, dirty bitch." <laughs> so, I, I went TJ headbutt her back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you still have to love her, but yeah, I hated her for a couple of days now. Uh, especially when I was walking around drunk nearly. But uh, anyway, uh, we crack on, lads. And it was a big weekend of hurling action with all earned hurling semi-finals taking place. Yesterday saw Limerick defeat Watford, won 25-17 points. And I hate saying this, but Cork defeated Kilkenny today, uh, 137-132 after extra time. Uh, did any of you see the games, lads? Yeah, I watched both the games there. Uh, bits and pieces of all of them. So, um, out of the two games, watched them. I think the Cork one was better for more excitement. But did the games, the four games in a row, catch up on Watford against Limerick, Robbie? Uh, well, it's possible, but you kind of think that Limerick are just too good. Really, they're just too strong and too powerful and really clinical. And I think as well, they're using the water breaks to their advantage. Anytime they come out. After water break, they come out better, and they're you know seem to have figured out what the opposition are doing. And uh, I think you know it's it's not Limerick's fault that they're taking advantage of it, but it is. I think it is kind of um, working against the smaller teams. If they get a run on a team, then uh, the bigger teams, when it gets to the water break, they can just you know do a new tactic or whatever, and then they're less likely. The smaller teams are less likely to win. You know the way. But um, I I just think that Limerick are pretty unstoppable and. Uh, Hopefully Cork will give them a good game in the final anyway. Yeah, um, what do you think, Liam? Do you think it's kind of um, kind of getting a bit too commercialised with the water breaks or introduced because of the COVID protocols? But is it getting a bit like, say, basketball or that where it's similar, say, to a timeout that instead of for players getting water, it's basically just a tactics break? Back to these big fucking long questions. <laughs> Into you got you got a couple of weeks off, so yeah, I know I had to hit hard. But is it is it getting a bit? I mean, is it taken away? If you take it, say for for the rugby context, there's none of this. There's genuinely none of this. Ah, there kind of is, though. There kind of is. Like you know, in in rugby, if you know someone goes out and hurt, the clock is stopped, and you're actually able to call in your team and have a little chat. You know, kind of this is what we need to do. This is what they're doing. This is how we can fix it. So um. 
I think the GA, like some teams in the GA, like Limerick, have adopted it really well, and they've actually used it as a time to switch up their tactics. And I, like, I don't think, like, I, it's it is changing the game a bit, but I think it's kind of changing for the better because where you might see a bit more variation in the game as opposed to just kind of that one team playing their game plan. So, like, obviously, because of Limerick and Waterford yesterday, it looked like Limerick were going to win that. No matter what, lads, they are just a super strong team. But I think like they are using that water break to their absolute advantage. So I think fair play to them. Yeah, I know. Uh, what do you think, Robbie? Water breaks, good or bad? Should they be kept? Yeah, I think we were kind of talking about it before, and I was saying that even if we could bring in like uh, a proper timing system, because like sometimes guys are getting you know imagine if like say Waterford scored two or three points in a row and they're really kind of going well and then there's a water break calls you know because it's not like an exact time um so yeah. you can say it might count against uh, a certain team if they're after getting a few scores and it might work to another team's advantage so i think if it's like if the, if they broke it into like maybe like four 18 minute quarters um and and stop the clock for injuries and stuff like that that would be better and would be, would be a fairer option than just the referee says, all right, we'll go for a water break now sort of thing. Yeah, I know it's a valid point there. Actually, both are really valid points. I won't lie to you. I'm kind of on defense with it. I'm kind of for it and against it. If you're under pressure when you're over a team, it's great to kind of take the momentum away and you're able to get the players to regroup. The worst part of it, I find, is if it can be mixed messages among players and um, if you have the the kind of the good run of momentum, it can kind of take it away. So that's why I'm on the fence. But yeah, personally, at the moment, I'd be third. But anyway, we get back to the games. Um, you were saying Limerick could be practically unstoppable and that's the way the bookies are seeing it. But will Cork give something to think about now? Because that was a real impressive display. You're watching the game today, Liam. Do you think Cork could give Limerick a game? I think it'll be a good game, and yeah, but I do think it's Limerick's to lose. Um, like in fairness, Cork should have backed Kenny in regular time today. Kenny got a great goal at the end to tie it up, but uh, you know, it was coming towards the last, it was in kind of the extra time or the added time, whatever the fuck got injury time. And uh, like Cork thought they had it and they just started firing the ball up and they got a stu- few stupid wides instead of trying to settle down for a second because they had the time on the ball, they could have settled in, they could have got those kind of three or four wides, got them as points. And then that goal to Kenny got wouldn't have wouldn't have been married. So I think um I do think uh Limerick are like they're better physically and they're better mentally as well. Like so I think it's 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 gonna be Limerick. Yeah. Should be a close game, but be Limerick. Yeah, um what do you think, Robbie? Do you think Cork have a chance going into this? I mean, they seem to be on a real good run of form, their under-20s are going great, the minors are going great. Could this be a start of something great for Cork again, but it could be a year too soon to transform that into senior yet? Um, yeah, I think they, they can do it. Um, they scored a hell of a lot of goals throughout the, the league and championship, and Kilkenny did well for the majority of the games today to stop them getting goals, and uh, eventually Cork did get a goal in, in extra time, but... Um, you can see there was a deliberate tactic from Kilkenny to stop uh, Cork getting opportunities for goals. They were kind of flooding guys back and blocking it up. Um, but I think if if Limerick don't do that, if they if they kind of maybe go with uh, they man up um, on Cork in a game that 
they could leave themselves open for Cork getting goals. And I think if Cork get a few goals, uh, like Tipperary got a good few goals against Limerick, so it can be done. So um, yeah, definitely, if Cork do win it, I think they're going to need probably at least three goals, I'd say, to, to beat Limerick, I'd say. Yeah, um, just looking at the the two uh, teams that were defeated over the weekend, Watford, Liam Kyle didn't confirm his future yet with Watford, but he's after having a great couple of years, an All-Ireland final appearance and an All-Ireland semi-final after a poor start. Where do you think it leaves Kilkenny, lads? Is it a, Now, I'm going to say completely impartial, but... Yeah, I know I made my views known and I kind of sick by him. But um, yeah, where do you think? I mean, Kilkenny, they're never say die attitude, you can't fault it. But they're in that position that they have to come back into games. Do you think there's something? Do you think Kilkenny just have to go through a rebuilding phase? Is Brian Cody the man there? Do they need to look at other options maybe? a new manager put a new system in place or do you think Kilkenny are going well that they just with the retirements they had over the years that they just need patience and a couple of years to build again uh, I think that they are a good team um, they are a really good team and what Brian Cody is doing with them is working to a certain degree but I think you know, and Brian Cody is the ghost of of, G, of hurling managers. Um, oh, definitely. I just I just think that they need like a fresh voice in there, or some fresh ideas, and possibly like he could come again next year and win it. You know, or he could end up the same situation. It could go either way, really. But um, I think personally myself that you know he he owes nobody nothing in the game, and he'll always be a legend and the ghost. And uh, but I do think. They need some new new manager in there, new ideas, just freshen things up, you know, because, you know, when you're listening to the same voice over and over and over again, you know, and you're getting the same results, like, I think it is time to, for him to maybe move on or call it a day, to be honest. Um, just before we move on, Liam, there were a few former players spoke out last year and said it was time for a change there. Uh, would you agree with Robbie? Do you think that those voices could get louder now after the defeat today? And do you think they do need a change to move on to the next level again? I'll be 100% honest, CJ. I was on out for all of that. So, um, okay. uh, yeah. Just, I was on. Sorry, lads. Sorry. We take that as <sighs> that's an ecumenical matter anyway. So, My bad. Uh, My bad. I'm going to yeah. be in the concussion, boys. Oh, no, 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 no. Problem at all. <laughs> um, yeah, we move on anyway. Just our camogie and ladies football fixtures took place over the weekend. Um, so just call out some of the results there. Dublin defeated Carlo 4 11 to 2 9. That was in the intermediate championship. Antrim defeated Kildare 3 16 to 1 7. Kilkenny defeated Cork 2 7 to 9 points. That was an impressive win for Kilkenny. Uh, bouncing back from their defeat to Antrim and backing up their victory over Kildare last weekend. Derry were too strong for Tipperary, 117 to 9 points. Kerry, who came up from junior last year, easily defeated Leash, 211 to 5 points. And Galway were too strong for Meat, who came down from senior, uh, 513 to 29. Uh, Meat came down a couple of years ago from senior. There were minor all earned Championship games took place as well. Dublin defeated Tipperary 321 to 113. That was a real impressive win for Dublin there, Robbie. Um, that was, that team was really fancy that under 16 they came up short, but they're really proven their worth over a strong Tipperary side. Uh, Kilkenny defeated Wexford 213 to 17, and Limerick defeated Clare. 
311 to 212 in a close contest and in the intermediate ladies football um, down defeated Wexford 2-6-1-11 Westmead defeated Clare by a goal 3-11 to 2-11 Westmead to be really fancied to go all the way after their senior exploits a couple of years ago Leash defeated Leigh 3-9-2-6 and Kildare defeated Leitrim 1-11 to 1-7 so we move on anyway and the final Lions test took place yesterday afternoon and it saw South Africa winning the series um, is it disappointing, Liam, or is it kind of expected after last weekend that South Africa had proved too strong? I'm going to be honest as well, I didn't get to watch it because uh, I was sitting in a Sullivan's and they had the fucking Harlan on. I was sick of it. So, uh, <laughs> absolute bastards. And I you should, have came, on, you should have came to the gym we had with the rugby on. Oh, hold on, boys. Hold on. There's a delivery at the door. Come back to me. I'm going to mute the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... It go to you on that, Robbie. Um, do you think? Do you think it isn't kind of a surprise? I mean, South Africa were kind of caught with their pants down in the first game. They regrouped last week, and they just kind of proved their worth again yesterday. Yeah, um, you know, it was a close series, and um, it came down to very fine margins, you know, in the end. And um, when South Africa brought on, brought on. Uh, your man Stain, who he kicked the winner in 2009 in the second test um, against the Lions, and he came on and he, you know, he had two kicks and there was like no way he was going to miss either of them. He was he's just a really uh, great place kicker, um, you know. But having said that, the kind of this the try South Africa got was reasonably kind of fortunate. It came from from a, a misplaced pass from the Lions. The Lions were under pressure, and then they kicked to clear their lines because they were under pressure. And the ball uh, went, uh, came to Willie LaRue after a few um, bouncing around. And then he got into a situation of a 2-1-1 and he put in, you know, Chelsea and Kobe for the try. And that's the only time he really got loose in, in the whole, in three games, you know. So it was very fine margins, you know, and it could have went either way. And at the end, the Lions could have got a penalty to draw the series uh, as well, you know, so... You know, it was very. I think the, the the Lions really let themselves down in the second game, where they just didn't turn up in the second half, and South Africa really, really dominated that game. But uh, overall, I think it was a very, very close series, very hardly hard fought. Um, I just wish the Lions would have thrown the ball around a bit more, and uh, you know, passed, you know, took a bit more risk uh, at certain stages rather than just playing, you know, a South Africa light version of uh, of a game plan, you know. Yeah, I know if, if, to be fair, you said that last week and it's a very valid point. I won't lie, I was kind of flicking over between that and the hurling yesterday. Um, just yeah. before we move on, Liam, uh, just a couple of quick questions. Do you think what Erasmus said, um, he kind of won the psychological battle and could have that figuring into South Africa eventually win the series? And where to from now for the lines? Um do they, I think this is Warren Gatlin's last campaign with the Lions. Who do you think will take over as head coach or has that been announced already? I haven't a fucking clue who's going to take over, TJ. Uh, but um, yeah, no, look, I think from, even just from the first game, I think South Africa kind of figured out what way the Lions were going to play and then the Lions didn't change their game plan at all. So, um, like, fair play to South Africa. They, they played the better rugby and uh, they just got a one. So, um, yeah, as to who's going to, like, Gatland, 
great, great manager and all, but I think his time with the Lions is uh, he's done. Gatland. Gatland. Get Gatland. Gatland. But uh, you just said they're really weird, now. Gatland. Did I? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll focus on it. Sounded weird. Sounded weird. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I lost my track of thought now. Thanks very much. So I'm actually, I'm just, a, I'm a bit sickened because uh, the delivery that came to the door wasn't mine. So, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a wipe the tears away from your eyes, boys. <laughs> um, just before we move on, Robbie, I put that to you. Who do you think could possibly take over as head coach? Would Andy Farrell have a shot, or would someone else maybe run Nogar or someone like that? Yeah, I know Andy or Andy Farrell was involved in the the last um, in the in the tour of New Zealand and stuff like that. But um, I don't think he's 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 kind of proven his worth that much. You know the way he's only really getting going with Ireland and and stuff like that. You know, I, I think Joe Schmidt would be a great selection for the Lions. I think you know he's a brilliant uh, brilliant coach and uh, he definitely delivers some really great results with them. Uh, whether he wants to do it or not, that's the other thing. But uh, I think he would be. You know, probably the best man for the job. Um, other than that, I don't know who would really go for. Um, Eddie Jones, the English coach, would probably be a good fit as well. Um, but he's probably you know wrapped up with England until the next World Cup. So, you know, it's it's difficult to say. I'd say we're kind of halfway through the Olympic or the uh, the World Cup cycle. So after the World Cup, you know, you'd probably be thinking about Lions coach after that. So yeah, uh, yeah. So after the World Cup, I'd say guys will be throwing their hat in the ring for Lions coach then yeah I know fair point anyway we move on lads and it's a topic Robbie suggested and I think it's a brilliant one it's so many angles that can be taken on it how far is too far to get ahead of competition so in other words you're up against someone you're either with a team or an individual how far is too far to go to get the win over him I go to you firstly oh Let's just uh, split some moral standards here. Um, Liam has no moral standards. So. <laughs> That's why I went to uh, Liam first. <laughs> look, um, just don't do drugs, kids. Um, yeah, I think that's why, like, I think everything is kind of fair game. Just, uh, like, obviously, you're out there to win. Let's be honest. Oh, thanks for competing. Fuck yourself. You're there to win. Let's be honest. Guys. Um you know, um, I think just for me, anyway, I wouldn't do PEDs, so like your performance and drugs. Um, now, like, obviously, there is lads out there that would and do, so um, you know, fair play, lads, fuck you. But, um, yeah, I just that's where I would draw the line. Like, I, I don't mind the head games or any of that shit, like, but, um, yeah, PEDs, where I would draw my line, boys. Yeah, what would you think, Robbie? Yeah, I think there's there's probably lines somewhere. Um, the reason I kind of brought this topic up was uh, in the Olympic marathon today. There was a guy who was getting his water at the at the table where they have water for the marathon I runners. Saw he just that, knocked yeah. over. He knocked over everyone else's water just as a fuck you to them. So I thought that was a bit much. Like you know, not denying people water was a bit of a, a bit of a dick move. Um, yeah, you know, I think like there's it's okay like the mind games and they're having a bit of um like slagging with people or trying to get under people's skin. But, you know, I draw the line at, you know, maybe the McGregor, you know, talking about people's family and that sort of stuff. I think, you know, if you're talking about the individual, like two professional athletes, you know, trash talking each other, I think that's perfectly fine. But uh, I would I would draw the line at, at slagging somebody's family. You know, it gets a bit much. Um, but yeah, kind of other than that, 
I think obviously what your man did with the with the marathon was a, was a dick move, and he should probably be uh, disqualified for doing that because I think you were saying it was really really hot conditions in the marathon as well. Um, so you could potentially have guys with dehydration and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think everything's kind of fair game as long as it's as long as it's legal and you're not getting personal with uh, other people's family. I think anything other than that. You know, like Michael Jordan, he was a great guy to get the edge over people and, and stuff like that. And I think most really good athletes, um, to win, they're probably not nice people just to get the win in, you know? Yeah, I know both valid points there. Um, yeah, you kind of stole a couple of the ones I would have seen, but... Um... Yeah, I, personally, for me, doing camogie. Think... What's too far in a in a camogie management <laughs> thing? Oh, <Apologies>. Jim. <laughs> we don't I'm get that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't the legs for it anymore, and yeah, I lost <laughs> my wig as well. So yeah, it's no good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think social media has a lot on it. Um, like you were on about um the likes of Conor McGregor and all of that. I know that's done through kind of mainstream media press conferences and that a lot as well in social media, but. And um, I think there's a bit much of um, mind games go on as well. I know that's one way of getting over. But um, yeah, I've seen some really sad stuff going on. Actually, all joking aside, I saw going on with intercounty managers in Camogie and it was just ridiculous. Like it was it was sad. I mean, the players are. But um, yeah, I, I think I'd kind of go with what Liam was saying there about performance enhancing drugs, even though that's kind of getting more difficult now because of um, drugs testing and that there's still a bit. Um, but yeah, um, I never, I won't lie to you, I was never that awful great. I mean, sports I would have been really good at. They were kind of team sports, so you wouldn't really do anything, maybe a bit of slagging or sledging on the field, but not nothing that would really affect the player anyway we move on lads to the world sports roundup and i let you take this first robbie yeah just um big story today in ireland is the kelly kelly harrington uh she won the gold medal um don't know if he's got to to watch it but um yeah fair play to her uh she's a frontline uh worker she works in i think vincent hospital vincent's hospital in dublin uh she's cleaner in there and um yeah, she won an Olympic gold today, so she's joined a very elite list of uh, Katie Taylor um, and uh, Wayne McCullough for the, um, or Michael Crute, sorry, for winning gold at the Olympics in boxing. So, uh, you know, I think she's guaranteed herself a few uh, late, late show appearances now for the next few years. Um, yeah, other than that, um, the, you know, just kind of quiet on the US sports fronts, which I'm kind of uh, dipping into. So the NFL is going to be kicking off soon. So, Hobies are all looking forward to that, guys. <laughs> Cardinals. <Yeah. woo. laughs> Cardinals, shit, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I might actually watch it this year. I say it every year, but I think I Just watch will. the highlights. Yeah, I know. It's just you want to watch Super Bowl, and maybe if you kind of... It's a bit like training up to it, because the four hours of breaks every five minutes are kind of doing yeah it. if you don't like uh, water breaks you're probably not going to like the nfl <laughs> no i mean that's taking it to an extreme uh do you have anything liam that took place in sport any sport at all around the world this week that you want to highlight no absolutely fuck not i can't even remember my week so um yeah <laughs> Oh, this concussion yeah. is more serious than me. <laughs> yeah, I'm beginning to think that now. Um, yeah, I know 
ones I can't go past Kelly Harrington. I won't lie to you. I woke up this morning to get up, watch it, and I said, "Here, no, I just go sleep for another five minutes." And I woke up and fight was over. So yeah, I'm pissed off over that. But yeah, it was some performance, especially actually going behind in the first round to win the final two rounds and get all judges um decision for those final two rounds was outstanding as well and just one thing more is the Paralympics is going to take place from the 24th of August and I think that's something to tune into as well there's some brilliant Irish athletes there the likes of Jason Smith and I can't think of the the swimmer um oh it's uh Ellen Keane and there are two great prospects for medals there so that's definitely worth checking out as well uh, we move on anyway since we're going so quick um, and it's a topic I would have hear- hearing during the week and I thought it was a good one so what lies did your parents tell you when you were younger so it's a broad aspect to it as well it's either to scare you or lies that and maybe another aspect lies that you believed in adulthood that you just find out weren't the truth either so I'll let you take this first Liam you can be anything you want <laughs> 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 that's a fucking lie. Um, yeah, we have the obvious ones, but um, I don't know. I can't think about it enough top of my head. Like, um, yeah, you can be anything you want, but fuck off. I'm yeah, too dopey for that. Lads. Um, oh, it's something you're the prettiest spy in the world. <laughs> yeah, man, I still believe that. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> have you seen this? Uh, this hairdo, man. Irresistible. <laughs> um, I don't know. Move on to Robbie there, folks. See if he sparks any ideas in my brain. Yeah, I let you take it, Robbie. Just I want to reference that uh, as a bald man, Liam saying that having hair is cool. It's not okay. I just want to say that it's so cool. That's <laughs> no, not cool. Not cool at all. Like you have to like wash just, that thing. You know. Do you know what? Do you know what the perfect. The best thing about it is you're just getting to run your fingers through your hair. Ooh. <laughs> unbelievable. My lovely, lovely soft hair. That's a low blow, man. <laughs> and uh, then, yeah, like, go on. Oh, no, I was going to say, then you have all the shampoos and all of that, L'Oreal and all whatever. I'm joking. Yeah, well, think of all the money I'm saving. Think of all the money I'm saving here. Yeah, Mr. Sheen. I'm joking. Yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> answer me this, Robbie. When you're using the shower gel, you're like, how far do you go up? Like, do you, like, stop at your forehead and then do your shampoo in your head? Or, like, you... Well, like, oh, I would generally yeah, just, like, I would shampoo my beard and condition my beard because it's sexy as fuck. And I would probably yeah. just run a bit of shampoo into my bald head just uh, and remember the times when I used to have hair. <laughs> <laughs> just picture what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just imagine for a minute. You know, actually, you know... Yeah, anyway. Enough about me not having any hair. Get on to the line. Yeah, I know. I was going to say we move on. running down your cheek as well. (laughs) (laughs) I can see it now. I can see it now. (laughs) Crying right now. Uh, Yeah, like probably lots of lies. You know, obviously there's the classic ones. You know, your your eyes will go square um, if you're watching too much TV. And if you make a face and, you know, it will kind of freeze like that or whatever. Um, Yeah, probably the most annoying thing in terms of whenever I ask my dad a question, about something and he'd be like uh or like why can't i do something or why can't why this or blah blah blah, blah. and he'd always go that's the why okay that's the and that, that, that was just like his blank term 
to get me to fuck off basically so <laughs> um, yeah so there's probably lots of uh, questions I still don't have the answer for because he used to say but, that's um, quite the whole time Robbie have you found yourself using these with your kids well this is what I was going to say uh, fast forward to uh, like a year ago or something like that my son asked me a question and I go he, I, my answer was that's the why and <laughs> and who was the only one beside me was my dad and then my son goes <laughs> what does that mean and I said I don't fucking know ask him <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go I'd say I'd say your old was so proud of you that there he was yeah, it was like a little bit of dad moments a little <laughs> mutual dad respect yeah, going on there <laughs> So, the little yeah, wink well, across the room kind of way I taught you well <laughs> that's it probably like yeah. the, my, my first uh, touch with lying um, would be my, my, da- my dad actually told me that he was a cowboy when I was really really young and I was devastated when I found out that he actually wasn't a cowboy so <laughs> yeah that's probably that's, the, that's the big lie anything, anything after that has just been you know less painful <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I have a couple here. There are some traumatic ones and some uh, not too bad ones. They're actually nice ones. There's one that my father had with my grandfather during cahoots about there's a shop in the, you know, Lock Boy, and it was called Pedal Power. It was a bike shop. Now, I was only about, oh, say, four or five anyway, but they're saying that the lad was in the shop used to kidnap children. And uh, oh no, Jesus. yeah, yeah, no. I mean, grandfather and parents were brilliant. Like, I mean, don't. But this was just, yeah. And they said that they had a rat in there with a pig's head, and that would be gardening and all of that. And yeah, no, that was that was one used to traumatize slightly. But uh, yeah, I, I, when I got older, I thought how genius it was. Like, because it, you definitely wouldn't act up with. That kind of that kind of threat. The other one yeah. was this day. Uh, this day, TJ still has them within that shop. <laughs> it's, Never been a bike either. Well, would you believe I probably <laughs> won't anymore because I think it's a ladies' beauty salon now, or hair salon, or something. Now it's right at do you know where the butchers are? Uh, O'Brien's butchers. It's just kind of past that. So I, I think the hairdressers now are a beauty salon or something. So I definitely wouldn't be going into it now. But uh, yeah, the second one was, um, yeah, this, this people under 18 shouldn't be listening to this anyway. But I was walking with my father on Christmas Eve one time and we saw this red light in the sky and I was told it was Santa Claus. So um yeah, I had to race home to bed and yeah, it was an excuse to get me home to bed early. So <laughs> it wasn't too bad, but I actually believed that for years. Like, And another one. Sucker. Been, yeah. And the man, <laughs> the man in the moon as well. Do you know the rock shape? Uh, do you know when the moon's out at night, you can kind of see kind of a, it's like a shape of a rock or a shadow or whatever. Do you know the lines that are in it? Uh, that was meant to be the man in the moon. But uh, did you think of anything, Liam, before we move on to the high ball? No, but the, I'm just letting you know, that man in the moon is real. He exists. <laughs> How dare you assume his gender, her gender. <laughs> oh, got myself there. <laughs> How dare I? <laughs> anyway, 
Okay, we move on, lads. We're making great progress here because I have one target tonight just to shove it up when Liam's back. Anyway, we move on to the high ball. Woo! Okay, so the high ball tonight, this could go any direction. Um, but for the single people, so myself and Liam, what's inexcusable are um, a bad habit that you couldn't tolerate in a partner that you couldn't uh, in other words you couldn't progress into a relationship and for you Robbie what bad habit can you not tolerate in your current relationship or pet hate or and I'm I'm conscious that uh, your partner Maria could be listening so uh, this this is all hypothetical hypothetical Hypothetical. yeah I'm not going I'm not going to get into trouble, so. <laughs> yeah, me and you are granted, uh, Robbie. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a loaded question, Terry. The, the dog might headbutt me again, but that's about it, like. <laughs> <laughs> so I let you go first, Liam, since you chickened out the last time. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I suppose my biggest one is probably, like, do those pointless arguments. Like, just fuck off. Like, try to, like, where it's, like... If either of you have to say, yeah, sorry, grand, over and done it. But that pointless, like, fucking roaring at each other, I can't, like, just, just go fuck yourself. Um, what would get me having no time on your own? I hate that. Or, like, yeah. you know, like, being with each other absolutely 110% of the time. Like, yeah. fuck off, give me my space. I need, I need some lean time. Um, probably the top two maybe um, yeah. a short leash as well always like oh where are you going what are you doing you know, uh, who are you going with uh, oh you're going with him oh so, uh, yeah. that's probably my top three you're going with TJ oh no you can't you're going go with, with TJ, TJ. <laughs> that's TJ <laughs> well, TJ Mills probably... again <laughs> Be probably a pretty good excuse for that now, but uh, we move on, Robbie. Before I get any more slagging, but <laughs> yeah, well, I, I like you know it's probably unfair because I, I, you know, when you're in a, a long term relationship, you you know every little annoying thing that somebody does, you know the way. So like, yeah, you know, when you start going out with someone, you don't even realize how annoying they can be until maybe a few years into it, you know the way. So if you're only with someone for six months, you're probably you're never really going to figure out like what they really do the kind of you that um that you hate or if you know what i mean that makes sense yeah i yeah. know yeah i know it's a very valid point so i have uh, an unfair advantage in in saying all this stuff and i'm sure uh, i'm sure there's plenty of stuff that i do that um annoys shit up my partner uh but anyway yeah. we'll make Emory on the next day. yeah yeah it's garage rant back there um <laughs> well i think you know definitely like the car being a mess is definitely because we kind of swap cars. We like we have like two cars, but they're not like my car or her car or whatever. So we swap them around, and you know I make an effort to keep the car tidy, somewhat organized. And then when you get the car back, it's just like shit everywhere. And uh, does that that kind of really bugs me? Um, really, really bugs me. Um, another thing is that when I'm getting ready, if I get up and I'm getting ready for work, I'm like as quiet as fuck, quiet as a mouse in the house. Whereas somebody else is, um, you know, could be hair dry going off and, you know, all sorts of chaos going on, waking up the whole house and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of annoying as well. Um, yeah, I think there's many I can kind of think of off the top of my head that won't leave me 
Yeah, let's leave you there. Sleeping with the dog tonight. That's a movement, TJ, and TJ's dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm just looking at the time there, so I'd be very short on this. But yeah, one thing really bugs me, and I'm guilty of it myself, is, you know, kind of ghosting in a sense. You know, someone's texting you for an age, and then they don't. But then if you don't text back, you get in trouble straight away. Like, that's... That really gets up me skin because sometimes you just, as Liam says, and I'm after hitting me mic here, so if there are nice came through there, but um, it that really bugs me because sometimes you just need time for yourself. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, I I don't. This might sound funny, but I hate sharing a bed. And that might sound awkward, but I just cannot sleep for the life of me if I have to share a bed. Yeah, I, I won't lie. Sometimes I have to, in other words, kind of sleep on the floor or a chair or something. I have to sneak out and say, oh, I got up to go to the toilet or glass of water or something. I can't, I just, I don't know, I think it's heat or something, especially summer months. Now, you have to do the business first and then uh, sneak out, like, but, uh, <laughs> but, is yeah. Is it like just the inner, inner bachelor in you just doesn't want to be tamed sort of thing? No, it isn't that, I don't know, it depends on the circumstance. Can't be tamed. Like, but, yeah, it's sometimes you just, yeah, you like room to move your legs, like, I mean, that's, that's the... But uh, yeah, I know I leave it at that before I dig a hole any further. Um, we leave it at that for tonight, lads. Uh, Liam has a takeaway coming and I the have Sunday to get into it. Yeah. should have been here by now. I'm going to get... Three minutes ago, lads. <laughs> I'm going to get into another argument with me dog as well. So, uh, yeah. Would you do the picture really quick there? While he's waiting on the segue. Oh, sorry. Um, picture of the week. I completely forgot about the picks of the week. Um, yeah. Um, Not all of us did. <laughs> yeah. I let you take them, Robbie. Um, be- I think we have about 40 seconds left. Sorry. All right. No worries. So uh, on, on Disney, you've got Aliens. It's the second Aliens movie, class movie, uh, made in 1986. And on Netflix, you got Desperado with Antonio Banderas. It's a real funny uh, action movie. Lots of over-the-top uh, gun skills and stuff like that. So Desperado and Aliens. Check them out. Cheers for that. Uh, oh, I have one. Powerbook 2 yeah, on stars. Good. That's it. But uh, until next week, thanks a million for tuning in. And thanks a million, Liam and Robbie. A pleasure as always. Have a good one, lads. Have a good one. Be good, lads. Have a good week. Have a good... See you. Bye-bye. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.